Welcome back to my channel, all you Cribzonian listeners out there. Hoping you had a pleasant week and a pleasant day. So as I'm doing this recording now, it's night time. Good evening. We are back with Haunted Sussex today, written by Andrew Green. And uh, today we will be discussing East Lafont and Erich. I hope I'm saying it right. Let us begin with East Lafont. Royal Oak Inn, High Street. Oak Inn Street Lane. The Royal Oak Inn in High Street. Smugglers on their way to and from Chichester were regular customers at this old inn in the 18th century. Whether the sound of footsteps heard coming from an empty upstairs room is connected with them in any way is uncertain, for it was not until the 1950s that an apparition associated with the noise was actually seen and described as the figure was of a slim man of average height with a very scruffy beard. When the house was known as Fanny Glover's, locals firmly believed that the ghost was that of someone who died there mysteriously about a hundred years ago and was then seen very regularly in the back bedroom. Erich Erich Park Estate Between the A26 at Erich Green and the A267 at Front is the Erich Park, a Sussex estate of the Neville's Lord Abergavenny from Tudor times. The original 1573 hunting lodge was remodeled in 1810 and demolished and replaced by the present Erich Castle in 1938. As far as is known, no ghost haunts the house, but one of the barns, a few yards from the main building, does contain at times a pitiful little phantom in the shape of an 18th year old parlour maid. Having succumbed to the wiles of a member of the family and expecting a child, she hung herself from a beam in the stall. Unmarried, serving wenches who became pregnant was not always tolerated in Victorian times. Often they were given only two choices, run away or do away. The vague shape of the suicide was reported in September 1990 by one of the younger estate workers who had been carrying out some maintenance work in the area. He described seeing a mist in the shape of a young woman slowly drifting away from the main doorway of the barn towards the center cross beam where it vanished. I thought it was steam then got frightened for it might have been smoke, but when it just faded away, I couldn't make it out at all. One of my mates told me later of the girl who hung herself there. He had seen her too. Itchingham King John's Lodge, Sheep Street Lane The king who gave his name to the stone-built lodge was not John of England, but King John of France, who lived here in exile after his capture at the Battle of Poitiers in 1356. Its present owners, Mr. and Mrs. R. A. Chunningham, offer comfortable accommodation to visitors to the area and have a ghost as well as a tennis court and swimming pool in their charming garden. 
Steve Olive, who has worked there as a gardener for most of his life, told me that he had seen the figure of a man on two occasions entering the corridor of hedges at the east side of the grounds but failing to emerge at the end near the house. He appears rather as a late Victorian country gentleman, he told me. He walks quite quickly and quite silently and he vanishes at the end of the hedgerow. There's nothing to worry about. He looks quite normal. Ah, we can quickly finish. Foul place. This magnificent house has been the home of the Gage family since the 1400s and contains a marvelous collection of old masters, some fine English furniture and it seems a ghost. She is thought to be connected with General Sir Thomas Gage, who was Commander-in-Chief of the British forces in America at the outbreak of the American War of Independence. Some believe that the Phantom is that of his wife, Margaret Kimball, who matches the description provided by the occasional witness who sees her as a tall woman in grey with an impressive bearing and demeanour. Okay, and then lastly, Ram Inn. When George and Harry Hafflet left in 1985, after completing a 77-year stint at this village inn, they took with them as a souvenir the original brass cash till that was able to give changes for Sovereign. They left behind Limping Lady Ghost for in 1994. A Dutch television crew filming a documentary were told about the mysterious sounds frequently heard in a room above the bar. According to the present owner, it was here, probably in the late Victorian period, a young woman who worked as a basket maker in the village was found dead. She had been given the use of the attic room by a sympathetic landlord who was aware of the problems suffered by the young woman born with a deformed and badly twisted leg. Many visitors as well as members of the staff have heard the sound of the limping footsteps moving up the narrow stairway and into the tiny room that was her home. Okay guys, up to there. Next week we will be discussing Hastings and St. Leonard's. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this reading and remember, whatever you're doing, keep it safe. And until next time, cheers.